we're professionals here. Now we've got the right button. Now let's go and change some things around here, guys. Let's get Lubwub out of there. Bobby's in. Yo. Glass is in. Just now we're live. Just the two of us. You can make it if Finally, you try. Just the now. two of us. You, you and I. Me. You complete me, Bobby. How you doing, buddy? Well, good, man. Welcome, welcome back to Bounty Board with the not sick Bobby. Yeah, that's good. You had uh, a yeah. you had a rather serious ailment, if I recall. I did. Uh, I got strep throat in the middle of fucking July. It's awful. It's the end of times, it's man. It's terrible. Cats you sleeping with dogs. Me? What? Bourbon. Two quarts of celery juice. Ah, there you go. <laughs> Sponsoring this episode. Your local produce stands celery. Stocks. All natural organic grocers sponsoring tonight's bounty board. I love it. And cameras uh, that stay in focus. There we go. We got it. Hey, shout out to a few people tonight, right? Let's do it. Shout them out. Caleb, mm-hmm. love wub. He's out west. He is. He's at Comic Con, man. I he- thought Comic Con was just like a thing that like really really cool people did. Are you saying that he's not really, really cool? Is that what we're? <laughs> yeah, that's the grounds I'm laying here. Is that what you're getting here? Getting at is, is Caleb is not yeah. really, really cool. All right, we're we're throwing the gauntlets down, <laughs> big time. Hey, big time. He's not here to say anything differently. About that's all right. It. That's he would true. Probably agree. That's true. Uh, no, he's at Comic Con, man. That's so awesome. It is. It is. Um, I was going to maybe try and go this year, but that fell through. Um, yeah, a lot. This is also the first night where I feel weird staring at the chat, which is firmly over here while you're over here. So it's like, I got to do this. Normally I've got other oh. people to mask it, but now I'm kind of like, bleh, bleh. Oh, I'm like, I'm, well, really quick. Also, before we get into like why it's weird right now, um, Sarge, big shout out to you and your new family. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's, he is doing the, the fatherly thing and hanging out with mama and baby girl. So we are uh, missing you, hoping you and the family are doing well. Can't wait to see you. Smurf. And we should have a full accoutrement next week. Yeah. Uh, this, so here, so this is what's going on. I'm like, oh, I'm fucking out of sorts tonight. I see that. I've been sick. And it's just you and I, which I'm really excited about. It'll be fun. But my computer completely shit the bed uh, due to some mismanaged installation stuff by me before the show tonight. So I'm recording off of my iPad and I'm monitoring chat here on my phone. And uh, I just feel like, so, like so exposed right now. Uh, yeah. In a, in a little bit of a bubble. So if I feel or seem more awkward than I normally look, that's what's going on. Yeah, it happens, man. I had a, uh, I went and fired everything up, and then all of a sudden the Streamlabs chatbot just was, like, not working at all. So I was like, oh, shit. I uh, didn't know what to do. So if you uh, are new to the stream and I miss a follow or there's not a shout-out or something like that, I apologize. I will get to it. Um, I guess I can turn at least this one on so they're all working. Uh, but it was weird. Anyway, let's uh, let's roll into this. Um, I'm going to do the intro uh, like we normally would there. Uh, and then, uh, we will get into a couple news topics and then, uh, our topic of the evening. So we'll dive into that. So, you know, what's up nerds. Welcome to another episode of Bounty Board, your intimate and artisanal video game podcast Mm. featuring your favorite goose 
Goofs. Tonight, I'm your host, Eric Hybrid Glass. Hello. Uh, joining me to my left on screen, uh, actually directly in front of me, as presented is Bobby Lumberjack Smack. Yo. And then, as That's we great. said, as we said, Caleb is out in the promised land of nerddom, San Diego Comic-Con, the mecca yes. of all things nerd throughout the year. And then Ryan is at home with Private Sky, Sergeant Sodium. So congratulations uh, to them. So yes. let, me, uh, let me now get over to the episode notes so we can jump in here. Not too much. That's the wrong episode. There wasn't too much news. A couple of cool things uh, this I mean, This week. is such a weird time of the year. It is. Like, it is. I, I, I continually go back and forth on, like, oh, this is great. I can actually catch up to some shit now. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a backlog. And I go and I fire up the backlog. And I'm like, I just want to hear about new games and play new games. And I get stuck. And I realize that it's going to be a little bit longer. We're almost through it. It's just that post, post-E3 post just... Yeah, we got, a couple, looking, we got a couple weeks. I mean, you're lucking out because you happen to be a Switch owner. So I don't know if you actually looked at the news articles. Um, oh, yeah. But I read this article from our friends over at uh, Twinfinite. Let me pull this up real quick for uh, Hayes Madsen uh, over there. Um, I almost, when I got done reading this piece, ran out and bought a Switch with Marvel Ultimate Alliance. uh, Simply because anybody who says the combat shines as bright as an Infinity Stone uh, and harkens back to the days of X-Men's Legends 2, Rise of Apocalypse, way back in the day... Um, just makes me super happy. Everything about that game just looks great. Is it good? It's don't let me it's down. It's currently it. installed on my Switch. You haven't played it yet. Uh, it comes out Friday. Oh, it's not out. I thought it was out for some reason. I thought it was out today. No, no, no. Um, it comes out this Friday. So I did that. So I have the Nintendo Online service mm-hmm. that they offered. It's like twenty bucks a year. Mm-hmm. And if you're a subscriber to that, they have this voucher you can buy for a hundred bucks. You get two two games. Okay. And uh, I picked the download for X Men as one of my first games. Not X Men, I'm sorry. Well, X Men will be there. Right. But Marvel Ultimate Alliance. I'm with so you. I got that installed, and then I got Fire Emblem. But uh, both of those are going to come with like a week of each other. But yeah, it's an yeah. awesome time to be a Switch owner for a lot of reasons. Yeah, I mean, uh, Fire Emblem looks great. Three Houses, I think I'm super excited that another reason. I mean, not that there's not a ton of reasons to not own a Switch now. I just haven't. Same reason I haven't yeah. got a PS4, man. It's a, it's a time thing, you know? For sure. Um, and I mean, like, I think that you're at a weird impasse, too, with that. Like, they've just introduced some new hardware. I think they're making it a bit more enticing. Uh, like, even just today, they announced a new updated version of the original Switch with a better yeah. battery. Yep, that's in here, which too. Is, which is great. Um, so, I mean, like, they've got a lot of good things going. There's a lot of reasons to buy a switch in my opinion but i completely understand why you wouldn't right now yeah the the big thing i have is with the two kids and then the third on the way as we all know is yep i i i would have to buy it under the 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 it was it would be for the kids <laughs> but then i would yeah. end up i would end up bo- yep. i would end up bogarting the thing um, totally. the whole time which would kind of be a bummer for them because so i'd have to buy two one for me to travel with um, which would be really dangerous for me to take a video game console on work trips real bad. Um, but yeah. So, can I ask you a quick question? With okay. the current lineup of Switches that are out, which one is for you if you're going to get one? I'd get the full model. I wouldn't get the light. Yeah. No, no, no. That light, that light stuff is, is garbage. 
uh, as far as I'm concerned. Um, all right, moving on from Nintendo. Uh, this was exciting. The Thor 4 will be directed by Taka Watiti. However, so good. That makes me incredibly happy that he's going to write another one. He's going to direct another one. Um, that and makes me happy that Hemsworth is again going to be there. Hopefully, what we'll get is that as Guardians of the Galaxy type movie that we saw yeah. happen, kind of you know at the end of Endgame. There, uh, what really bums me out is that Akira is getting delayed because definitely. of definitely, um, which which kind of bums me out. However. As me and friend of the show, Sketch Sawyer, Caleb's uncle, have argued many, many, many times, I don't know if Akira could... I, I, I don't know if I want a live action of Akira, and I don't know if there's any live action that could do Akira justice. Yeah. Um, uh, no, I'm, I'm not a big Akira fan. Uh, I'm not too overly familiar with it. I mean, I know what it is. I'm just... I haven't seen it. Um, All right, guys. So show's over. Rabbit.tv. We're going to hop over there. Guys. <laughs> oh wait, they shut down last week. Sorry, can't do that. Uh, I'll find some way to watch Akira with Bobby. There was a year sketch that was saying that they thought the tone that would be coming from the director wouldn't match the sentiments of the show. I agree. I I, I agree with that sentiment exactly. I mean, uh, Takai Watiti is very comical, and uh, there is nothing comical about Akira. Um, yeah. I mean, well. I mean, if you're Charlie Manson or Hannibal Lecter, maybe there might be, you know, some something yeah. funny in there for you. But for the normal non psychopath human being, it's not a it's not a happy movie um, sure. by any means. I think though, he would be a director that I think would get it from an abstract standpoint of being able to wrap his head around that subject matter and then be able to adapt right. it to film really well. I think he's the right choice in that regard. Whether or not he nails it, we'll have to say. I mean, we've still got... As much as I love that we're starting to see all these... And I still haven't seen Battle Angel Lita. Uh, we've got all these directors now. And the technology is to the point where we can start creating these live-action anime films. I don't know if I want them. Right? Like, I just watched that movie, by the way. Is it good? Um, uh, again, I've not seen anything about that character except for that movie. So that's just, the movie. Go off of. just the movie. Just the movie. Just the movie. Is it good? So it's like, oh yeah. I mean, okay. it's fine. Yeah, it's fun. Like it. Popcorn. I, I think that popcorn for that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The the CGI when I saw the trailer for that shit, I was like, man, I wonder how that's going to be like throughout the entire movie with her eyes and everything. Mm -hmm. And uh, you settle into it. Like it's a little like distracting um, for a bit, but then it it, it fits well. Yeah. Good. Um, that's interesting because we've got that coming out. I know Cowboy Bebop is in there. Uh, last other bit yep. of Marvel news there is um, Taskmaster uh, is still the rumored villain for the uh, Black Widow movie, uh, which is interesting. Um, I don't know enough about Black Widow other than she was an ex-Russian spy raised right. by, you know, a, in a convent of ballerina training assassins. Um, so I don't know if that's cool or not. Um not going to spend too much time here on news because we want to really jump into it, but uh, Streets of Rage 4 will bring back the series composers Yuzo Kushiro and Motohiro Kawashima, which is pretty exciting. Those are the guys, uh, the two in charge of uh, the original nice. Streets of Rage games, uh, which I'm a huge fan of all of the Streets of Rage games. 
absolutely love them. And the last bit of news from this week, unless you've got something, Bobby, that I didn't add, is uh, from our friends over at Polygon. Um, I don't know if they're friends after this. Uh, Russ, what is that? Frushtik. Russ Frushtik uh, has let us know, unfortunately, that Borderlands 3 will not support crossplay at launch, which is kind of a bummer. And he cites a tweet in here from Randy Pitchford saying, some folks may be speculating that this thing tomorrow may be about crossplay. Uh, tomorrow's thing is awesome, but not about crossplay. But good news, we are committed to supporting crossplay for Borderlands 3 with our partners as soon as practical, practical do you think they'll do after launch. Maybe so. it's cross saves at first. I don't know. Uh, like that's hard. That's hard to do on like a free, not on free to play basis, in my opinion. Cross save. Yeah, I mean, like that's like I, I wouldn't buy that game at sixty dollars twice. Correct. I wouldn't, and that's I think that's where Destiny's making leaps and bounds, right? And we absolutely we talked a little bit about this in Discord today, where uh, you said never, and I said maybe. Um, we'll we'll have to see that. Well, if you do play it. Um, I'm I'm playing that primarily on PS4 right now, but I've got full intention to buy it on both. Uh, at least the expansion for Shadowkeep on Xbox. I don't know if I'll buy all the old shit because I have all that already on PlayStation. That's where I've been playing for years now. But if you do decide to play, um, well, if I'd that be, if that if that evil look the developer gave that one guy at E3 uh, is any so. indication, it may not matter. You know, I know. I think. I mean, it's got to be on their map. I think. I think crossplay is going to have to just be not something that we discuss uh, next generation. It's just already baked into it, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Yep. Oh, that does. Uh, but really, like, before we move on from Borderlands, was that ever really like in the cards? Like, I never thought crossplay was even something to be discussed. Like, I thought that would have been earlier announced if it was a big platform. Form. No, I think I think everybody's just now hyped about crossplay and sorry the streamlabs sure. thing was popping up in the middle of the screen there so you'll see that in a minute bobby i think that's just something uh-huh. everybody is excited about um yeah i don't know what's going on. i'm gonna stop trying to open it uh but anyway yeah i think it's just something everybody was excited about because borderlands has always kind of pushed the envelope both in the developing world and other areas of lives yeah um yeah that was a that was a never mind we'll leave that one alone um uh, <laughs> Uh, but I think it was just because they kind of spit in the face of convention, so to speak. Gearbox right. does a lot. Um, everybody just kind of expected them to come out out of the gate and say, oh, yeah, here's a hot button issue. We're going to go ahead and solve this right now and say, yep, Borderlands, that's the yeah. way to do it. Uh, here it is. Complete crossplay done. Uh, let's rock and roll. Uh, I wonder what they're going to be doing tomorrow. I have no idea. Yeah. They also just launched uh, season two of their VIP program. Yep. And you can do a bunch of online activities, like watching videos, reading articles, and they give you VIP points. Yep. Um, So far, there's been uh, two of the new characters. You can unlock skins for them Mm -hmm. uh, for for Borderlands 3, which is pretty cool. The skins they got right now are awesome. Yep. And then if you're playing Borderlands uh, 2, you can get an in-game exotic uh, just by clicking this like spin wheel type thing once a once a season yeah um i'm going to i keep telling myself i'm going to go back and play borderlands 2 and then i log on uh and we'll get into it bounties towards the end of the show but man the uh apex right now 
got me. Got me well, hard, if you, baby. If you decide to like take a break, I've actually been playing Borderlands 2 again on Xbox for the first time yeah. since the 360. Mm-hmm. And I think I just hit level 14 or 15 with my, my character. Yeah, and, oh, definitely. Uh, I've got, uh, I think I've got my gauge is at like 23. Okay. I think because I, I, uh, gauge is just that get, makes that game completely broken because she's so unbelievably overpowered. Uh, yeah, that's who I'm playing as with right the right now, builds. Once you get once you get that robot, once you get Death Trap going, uh, and a couple stacks, it's so a, much fun. And you maintain around fifty stacks of anarchy. It's just like nah, bye bye. Yep, bye bye. Um, cool. That's so good. So that's it for news. Yeah, not not much there. I'm super super stoked for Streets of Rage. I want to see a release date for that game. I'm yeah. really excited for that game when that comes out. And now that the composer, the original composers are there. I'm really stoked on the the Switch stuff. Like I, I'm a huge Nintendo fanboy. So you're going to find out here in a little bit. And, nah, uh, we have no idea. And uh, the stuff that they've announced, like it's been rumored for a while, so it's it's cool to see it starting to happen. Nice, nice. All right, let's get into it. Talking about fanboys, yeah, what man. an excellent segue uh, that was there. Yes, Bobby. Uh, so tonight we're talking about nostalgia. We're just going to run it down. We're going to talk you, me. And we're just going to talk about, we're going to go through all the generations. And we're going to talk yeah, about sent, our favorite ones. I sent you a text earlier on this. And, and just yeah. for those of you who want to keep us honest here, uh, I, I, I listed six different generations with Eric. And uh, we started with Ness, and we were allowed to pick one exclusive at that time. I mean, I guess it's not going to be exclusive. I pick mostly exclusives here. Um, we're going to go to the SNES and the Genesis, Genesis with the ability to pick two. Nintendo 64 and PS1, we have the option to pick two from that generation. GameCube, PS2, and Xbox, we get to pick three. And then Wii, Xbox 360, PS3, we get three. And then for the current generation, we have Wii U, PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. And we'll pick four from that category. It's going to be tough. And I'm super... Yeah, it's going to be tough. Like, I... I I found this to be harder as you got closer to where we're at now. I found it uh, really hard when we got here. Basically past like 64 for me. PS1 Mm -hmm. 64, after that, it gets a little bit murky. Yep. Um, I sent this to a few friends just to kind of gauge where they're at as well. And uh, we might post this up on our Twitter after after we record or to hear what you guys think. We might actually just do it right now. Who the hell knows? Yeah. As, As we get it going. I love it. And this is, like, here's why I'm excited to do this with just you. Like, I've met you on this show. Mm-hmm. Uh, we obviously have Discord off the show, and we talk through a lot of things, but I think this is a pretty cool indication to get to know you because a lot of these games form the types of games that I play today. And I remember very fondly, like, the games I was playing with my friends, and you kind of collect, like, like-minded people when you're younger because it's usually just like, oh, I'm going to my buddy's house, they have these games, so I have to like that game because that's what I'm going to be playing tonight. But as we've gotten older, our, you know, we've gotten more decisive in what we, what we like to play. And for me, this is a little peek behind the curtains of maybe the type of shit you were into as a kid. Like, what formed some of the stuff you like today? Like, it's, it's going to be, in a way, yeah, an interview for me. Yeah, I like that. You. I like that. So we'll kind of go back and forth here. Are we, let's, are we starting? Where are we starting? Are we start, are we're doing reverse psychology where we're starting now and going backwards? Or are we starting? No, let's start from the should I recline? Should I recline my chair? Recline your chair. Like like uh, I'm actually in therapy? 
Yeah, I can do some ASMR questions here if you want me to. Um, no, no, let's not do that. Let's go. Uh, NES. Did I lose you? All right. All right. Now you're back. I'm on. I'm back. All right. So here's let me let me just throw something out there real quick so you know. And I don't know if I've told you this story. So I was introduced to the world of video games by my mm -hmm. doctor, my pediatrician. Really? Because I had an eye tracking issue. And my, my mom, being the kind of crunchy person that she is, not wanting to put her son, who had all the problems that I had when I was a kid, she refused to put me on Ridlin. Um, so she, we went to a holistic doctor. He you know, put me on a very, very, very specific diet called the Fine Gold Diet. And he also decided, this, uh, figured out that I had an eye tracking problem, right, pretty young. So I was un unable to you know, do the little, and my eyes were kind yeah. of all over the place. So he read about this thing that came out in the States called a Nintendo Entertainment System and said, hey, you should check this out because it forces the eyes to focus on one thing yep. the whole time, right? Because a little known fact a lot of people don't believe is Mario actually stands still. Mario doesn't move. Yeah. The background is what's moving, not Mario, yep. Uh, yep. which is kind of interesting. And if you know that, it changes the way that you play the game completely. Um, yeah. which is kind of interesting. Uh, but anyway, uh, long story short, we got a Nintendo and now today I have excellent eye tracking, um, simply because of that. Um, thanks Nintendo. Yeah. Thank you, Nintendo. I, I owe that all to you. So now if we think about that, there's a lot of people who would say, if I'm going to have to call my favorite game of that generation, but Mario, I liked Zelda. I liked, but I was not really hooked on it. I did not really, was not really getting into it. Until Castlevania. Yeah, man. When that game I came did. out, it was that's where right it was. Out. It was over for me. Now, how old were you when you got your first Nintendo? Uh, I was five. Five? Okay. No. When did Nintendo come out? 84? 84. I think. Six. Six? Hold on. I was, yeah, I was born in 81. So yeah, it was eight. It was eighty. It was eighty-five or eighty-six. I thought it was five or six. I don't remember. It was October eighteenth, nineteen eighty-five. Nineteen eighty-five. Okay, so then I was definitely six when I came. When I got it. no five, because I got it that fall, that next fall, right before school started. So I, I got my. I was uh, at this point in time maybe three months old. Like right around three months old when the when the Nest came out. You don't have the and wee so, babies. Just the wee baby. So I got mine. I want to say around like two years old. And I can't remember if my dad had one. Like he had purchased it and he was playing mm -hmm. it, or if my cousins had one. But that was my first console for sure. And I remember it was downstairs in my parents' bedroom, and I would have to like sneak down there to play it because yep. they knew I was like addicted to that thing. Yeah, my dad had an Atari. So I guess you know if we want to go for a little bit further back, but that was never. That never really got me. Like, it was fun to play and everything else. Um, but it wasn't until, like I said, it wasn't until Castlevania that really, and it was the, and maybe it's because my dad was big into fantasy novels. Um, mm -hmm. Like, I mean, one of the first books uh, he ever read me was Dune. Um, oh, cool. Like, he would just read it out loud when he was reading it. Um, That's so awesome. I, th I think that was the subject matter. And then he read me, my dad read me Lord of the Rings you know, um, just to put me to sleep. I wouldn't see pictures or anything. You read the actual, these were not picture books, sure. they were the actual books. 
Um, so I think it was that with the, 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 the subject matter. And I hadn't seen anything like that in like Legend of Zelda was cool, but it was, it wasn't, you know, Arrakis and the spice it probably, mines. It probably <laughs> felt a little bit more juvenile. Yeah. Compared to Castlevania. Totally. And I can, I can see that. Are mm-hmm. now, did you stick with the series? Oh yeah. I've played the... all of them. Nice. I have not gotten uh, into the latest one yet. Um, I'm going to pick that up here. Maybe in a week or two. Are you going to get Bloodstain? Yeah. Cool. Uh, it's good, man. I have it. I like yeah, the game. Yeah, it looks amazing. Uh, as yeah. as they all do. All right, Bobby. Super Super Mario Brothers three. Uh, pretty straightforward for me. Uh, I remember the kid, the movie, The Wizard, mm-hmm. and uh, learning about the war whistles and the, or the flutes and shit, and watching that and like seeing how you can like bounce behind shit. And back then, you know. Didn't have the subscription Nintendo Power, didn't have the internet. So if you'd seen that movie and you get to show that move to your friends, it was like, how did you figure that out? The wizard, you know, talked through it. But that was a game that the music, like, I really connected, like, video game music, like, the whole thing. Like, playing something that had a cool soundtrack, it looked really, really fucking good. The different suits and the, the sprites that came from that. I mean, it's Mario, man. Like, love him and hate him, but he's he's great. No, I think... Mario 3 was awesome. Um, and that, uh, like, I watched Ready Player One mm-hmm. again. And you could love that movie, you could hate that movie. I absolutely love that movie. Every time I watch it, yeah. I just, it Pop makes one, me feel good. Well, I've read the book like four times. I, mm-hmm. I, I think there's a lot of people who would argue, but I think the book is such a literary masterpiece in Ernie Klein's like sense of nostalgia that he brings to the table. Sure. And I have, I have a real connection with it. Cause I lived a lot of that, what he's portraying in that book, you know? Um, and it is, it's uh, my dad put it best. He's like, it feels like a Goonies for the video game generation. And I can, yep. I totally agree with that. Um, Absolutely. But yeah, when, and then I went back and watched the wizard actually, I saw it and put it on uh, with my kids in the room and they were both looking at me like as I'm giddy watching this when the power glove comes out at the oh end my God. and my daughter's looking at me like what the hell is going on right now and I'm like I don't think you get it because that was the movie that was announced in remember nobody knew mm-hmm. yeah this no. was before there was no Google there was no internet no. there was no Twitter to ruin anything it was literally and the, this kid put this thing on in a movie and we're all like what the hell? Okay, quick sidebar. Like, I'm just going to say it. Like, I don't know if there's been something that has gotten anywhere near as cool no. as what the Power Glove was. Agreed. Ever. Nope. Conceptually speaking, that thing was fucking wild. It was so far like, ahead of its time. Yeah, man. Like, and I'm looking at, like, all this VR shit that's yep. happening. And, like, Nintendo just needs to make the Power Gloves for VR. Totally. Bring them out. Yeah, I don't know how that's Let not a thing. Them. Yep. I don't, I don't know, know how... That's not a With thing. With all the right motion now. shit and like the Joy Cons, like they could have a power glove. Oh my god! Well, I saw this interesting thing. Um, I saw this interesting thing the other day talking about power. You know, talking. It's like this tap to type thing. Have you seen this thing? Or it's like what is it? I, I don't even remember. I have to find it and um, and go from there. So okay, so we covered SNES. Yeah. Let's no, jump. Ness. 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 Sorry, not SNES. Let's jump forward a, a generation here. Yeah, man. Now we're in the SNES Genesis man, generation. Things got real fucking angsty around that time. They did. That was back 
like everybody now thinks we've got console wars. Yeah. You had no, no, there was no such thing. Like today, nothing, right? You've got nothing. the console wars back then were out of control because there were no, there were literally diehard exclusives. Like you got to think about it. Yeah. Sega and Nintendo were the publishers making all their own games. Third parties had not really become no. the powerhouses that they were today. Uh, you were beg- you were hoping as a third party developer that Nintendo or Sega would pick you up. Uh, there were offshoots like TurboGrafx-16, which we didn't get into here. I don't think that was mainstream. Uh, you can also talk about the end of the N64 life cycle, like the uh, the Atari Jaguar, uh, which I was right. one of like twelve hundred people to own one of those. Sorry. Um, not sorry. Um, but yeah, that's, this is when it really started to pick up steam, right? Like, yeah, the, Sega does what Nintendo. Yep, exactly. Sega does what Nintendo, and that's exactly right. Uh, the Sonic and Mario feud started. You had well, Mortal Kombat starting to come home. This is when you saw, this generation is when you saw the arcades start to really go, oh, wait a minute. Yeah. This is this, this is happening, and we may yep. go out of business here um, because you, of these. And you had a pretty big jump in graphics, mm-hmm. and at this point in time, it went from being a novelty item in households to like this is everybody. Everybody has one of these. Yeah, like you, you've got this in your house. You know what it is. This is not only a Nintendo. This is a Super Nintendo. Yep, and like it's already like where it starts. It's like oh, well, this is the I already have this. I'll just get the new one. It's a big jump. And then Sega says, we want some of that money. And we're going to bring in this whole thing about power. And we're going to have this attitude that's like super fucking unapproachable. We're going to call gonna... our fucking console the Genesis. The start yeah. of it all. Yes. I mean, talk about hubris. Right? Yeah, <laughs> the no, totally. definition of that word is we are the beginning. I remember the first time I got to see a Sega. And I was sold. Like, I wanted a Super Nintendo. I had a Nintendo. And I saw Sonic, and there was just something that was so unsafe about Sonic. It oh, felt totally. dangerous. He was the bad boy. The bad boy. The bad boy. Sonic oh. that. Like, I... <laughs> what is wrong with us right now? And I was just like, I got to have that. Like, I have to have it. Yeah. Give it to me. Yep. Let me be the bad boy. And here I am, some fucking rotund bull cut, trying to be a bad boy. <laughs> it just didn't work out. Like it wasn't in the cards for me to do that. You were roll ten. You were you were. So this was when was this? Uh, Genesis was at ninety eighty eight. Eighty nine. Or was it ninety one? Right. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. It was it? It was almost a ten year break or six year break between the two. So that was I was right at ten. So I was literally. There was me and the only thing this kid Nathan had up on me. We were the two bad boys of elementary school. We both yeah. had the same haircut, man. Shaved on one side, long down the one, oh combed over. Yes, the you on- sexy man. The only thing, the jean jacket, baby. Uh, the only but, thing yeah. he had over me in the fourth grade yeah. was his mom and dad let him get earrings. My mom and dad would oh, not let me get earrings. Shit. Man. And he it, just two little hoops. It's totally normal today, right, for a dude to have yeah. earrings. But back then, oh, man. Nathan, that was it right there. He was it. Anyway, games. That's awesome. Let's yeah. talk about games. <laughs> the games. Games of the generation. You, I mean, you, you got to fucking talk about, like, the time, man, because, like, it was fucking You have different. to. Like, I'm, like, you've, you've it was got... such a big, 
big time. Well, we have to set the context for why we chose these games, right? I mean, it can't just be, you have to talk about what yeah. was going on in your life, how sure. old we were, because that shapes a lot of, you know, how we moved up the chart here. Um, yeah. So, yeah, mine uh, for, I, I've got one from each system. We talked about this a little bit before uh, in the news segment about how I'm super excited for this. I'll start with my Genesis one, but it was the Streets of Rage uh, games. Yeah. Uh, on Genesis, because though you want to talk about dangerous, man. I mean, oh. don't get me wrong. We had Double Dragon and stuff like that beforehand, but Streets of Rage, man, Axel Stone. I mean, he was just he was dangerous. Yo, fuck yeah! And Blaze, like, yes, get out. There were, there, I mean, like that was something that might as well have been a Sylvester Stallone movie. Yeah, but it should have been. Totally. Fucking over the top. Yep. We've got... Uh, uh, I, uh, I, I don't, uh, we'll, we'll talk about that later. I don't want to derail you. Oh, you're fine. And then I see another one you have listed here, and I'm really eager to talk about that one. Yep. Chrono Trigger. Chrono Trigger? Mm-hmm. Man. So I played that game for the first time like two years ago. Yep. We've had this. Well, you've told me this. And it's... And like I've thought a lot about that game. And it's I... like deep, man. I don't want to like draw too big of a line in the sand here, but like I know a lot of people are excited about that Final Fantasy VII remake that's coming out, but I would have much rather seen Chrono Trigger. Totally, hundred percent agree. Uh, I think Man. Final Fantasy VII is the safe bet because yeah, of the fanfare sure. that it got, and that if you think about the turn, if we side rail there, and you'll notice that all the way down the list, I have as big a Final Fantasy as I am. I have no Final Fantasies on the list. Um, for any of the generations. They were all great. Even the PS1 generation. Um, I do, I'm sorry, I do have 7 on there just for just for the sake. But even then, like, I don't think... I, I Chrono Trigger always has a special in my heart because it was my first. It was the first yeah. time I actually sat down and was like, oh, I actually have to think about the math problem that's going on here. I have to think about yeah. this little kind of digital chess match um, that is that is a Japanese style RPG, um, which is great. And chat, if you want to jump in at any point in time, uh, I know you guys are coming in and out, uh, but if you guys want to hop in, let us know. Yeah, totally. Uh, what it is, but, uh, yeah. So Chrono Trigger, I think was the, the thing that in that generation kind of hooked me into my love of Japanese RPGs, uh, moving forward. And that's when I got back into the, I got into the final fantasies and things like that, uh, on super, uh, on Super Nintendo. Uh, Genesis didn't really have any. Um, there's some other notable titles, you know, in Genesis, Altered Beast, Mortal Kombat. Thing. Uh, the first kill, no, the first Killer Instinct was 64, right? Yeah. Yes, yeah. That, is, that is correct. Uh, it's such a good game, man. Like, I, I saw that and I'm like, yeah, he's, he's right. He's got it. He figured it out. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to continue a trend here. Super Mario World. Yep. Um, this one's a little bit more special, so I, I want to share this story. I, I've shared it on the Casual Hour a couple times. Um, I, I, I attribute my affinity for video games based off of my time with Super Mario World. And one specific thing that would happen is my dad is, he was a factory night shift worker growing up. So my mom was a school teacher. I didn't really see my dad a whole lot. Um, he would be, when I was at school, he would be sleeping. But I remember he knew that I was really into Mario. And he 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 thought he saw the Super Nintendo and all this shit going on with it, and there was a segment in uh, the first world or the overworld where you could essentially get extra lives by jumping into this little area, hitting a box, and it'll come out like once you unlocked it. Yeah. And 
my dad got off work one night and came home and he maxed out my lives. Yeah, 99 lives in Super Mario World. And he told me, he's like, okay, I did this for you. Now you have to beat the game. And me beating this game became like the showmanship of the household. Like my parents would have their friends over from like different organizations in town and work. And like the whole thing, the end of the night would be, okay, you have to watch Bobby beat Mario World. And I would go and load up the final castle and I would go through it and like legitimately like could like sing and like hum the credits to the people there. Like it was a giant production. And uh, like, I think about that nonstop when I think about why I play games. Like that's, definitely what dude that's a mate so, that's an amazing story like it really yeah. is like yeah. that's awesome that is that is like come at my dad come home like he'd be tired i'd crawl on his lap he'd be able to play some video games for a while but then he lined it up he said beat the game i beat the game and uh Man. mario world one of my favorite games ever yeah that's that is such, that's a really cool story bobby like yeah that's, and that's that's the thing like that generation of games i think has versus like we talked about this a little bit with uh, last week with the loot box, you know, conversation um, with fat with fat fat jolly guy. I don't know if you got a chance to listen to that. Um, and yeah. this this also goes back to our yeah. There was a lot of a lot of craziness <laughs> last week, uh, but it also goes back to our conversation about couch co op a little bit. In like, I feel like these games, not that you can't like I have a lot of really epic like memorable moments in the last couple of years for these types of games um you know and moments that I have in games but I think a lot of what we had when we were kids like those moments with your parents uh like you have with your dad I have a bunch of moments with my brother um when we weren't trying to murder each other um that I that are like that in the fact that because you're both there uh, I remember, I remember beating Mike Tyson's punch out for the first time. Oh my um, god! Because we were me, it was a sleepover one night, and it was me and my two best friends at the time were just rotating the controller around, and then finally I was the one to beat Mike Tyson um, because oh I had god. I had memorized the pattern, I had done it. Um, yeah. And that moment right there, like if I ever saw these two kids again, like that would be it. Like that would be the moment where I go, you guys remember when we were you know, 12 years old is sitting around doing this and, you know, knock, you know, all of a sudden I got him. Uh, and it would be, uh, yeah, it, where we don't have those now, I don't think as much. Um, well, like on the, on the subject of loot boxes, like it would have been like that story wouldn't have been anything if I'm like, Oh yeah. And my dad spent $25 and unlocked, you know, some, some level up yeah. some shit like that for me in the game. He bought like me the first dad, 25 levels of a battle pass. Um, yeah, like, it wouldn't be the same to me. Like, like knowing that my dad had to fumble his way through that to do it, like, makes it. Yeah, he literally sat down. Yep. And got you all those extra lives. Over and over and over again. Yep. Yep. Repeated the same action to make sure that you got the lives. Not... Uh, told a story, not told or got online, got his credit card, and or went to you know Walmart right. and picked you up a Fortnite gift card. Um, and I'm not, like, I don't want to belittle anything. No, 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 I'm not belittling any of that. Um, but yes, I the, the sentiment there is is like there was an actual physical action of my dad fumbling yep. through this versus swiping a credit card. Yeah, I remember like we were playing, like we were my daughter and my son and I were playing Diablo the other day, and I remember my uh, my daughter literally did her rotation right for the first time on demon hunter 
and just oh, cool. melted everything on screen. And she finally figured out, okay, I have to hit this button, then this button, then this button, then this button. And that's a good moment. What up? Lub wub. Um, and then uh, how is how is the Comic-Con? You can tell us in chat uh, there. But uh, And I remember looking at her face going, she was just like, oh, and I think those are some of the moments. But I, I don't think those are as prevalent now. Um, and maybe my, maybe my son will get a little bit older. He'll get into battle royales and we'll be able to play back and forth, stuff like that. Uh, but we'll go from there. All right. So I think that, uh, that covers SNES Genesis. That was the, well, the early, that was the early nineties. Let's get into the late nineties. So I was in, I was in high school at this point in time. So I was, I was in high school for these systems. Um, yeah, go. I, I I think this is where we lost a lot of gamers. I think yep. I think a lot of people really struggled moving from that are that are our age because it wasn't our age. it was not cool yet. The fact that I would have rather on a Friday night in the late nineties, I graduated high school in nineteen ninety nine. My twenty year high school reunion is coming up this fall. The fact that I graduated, the fact that my friends and I would have rather sat around. In 1999, in 1997, 96, 99, yep. and played Dungeons and Dragons and uh, video games was frowned yep. upon back then. It was yep. really frowned For upon. Sure. Um, luckily, yep. we all were giant lacrosse players, and nobody really wanted to mess with us. Um, totally. So, so we got away with it, but um, still not cool. Anyway, go on. So we've got Nintendo 64, which was just crazy in all senses four controllers 3d um never been done before absolutely never been done absolutely bonkers what they had going on with that the idea that you could have four of your friends together finally and all be playing more cooperative games like you really saw the couch co-op start to flourish here i think too and then sony long 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 history they come out very similar to sega with this crazy powerful CD-ROM based home something that console. had never been done before, never been done before, and so you immediately have this sense of like, holy shit, like this is a fucking CD, like they're they've got a CD that they're playing off of, like this is nuts. And, and before the that, went down. Sony was they made TVs, uh, Walkman, Walkman, the Discman, yeah. right? Yeah, uh, not, these not these were lot. the big products. Um, yeah. And then all of a sudden, so, yeah, they come out with this game thing that everybody thought was going to be a joke because how are you going to compete with Nintendo and Sega? And you're saving shit to fucking memory cards? <gasps> what? I know. Like There are ga- there are actual like, it, game saves? In er- a controller that fit in your hand and did things? What? I know. It was crazy. And Nintendo, like, we don't even get, like, the Nintendo 64 controller with its Trident design and joystick, like, Wait a second, like all this stuff that's happening now, I'm actually able to use a joystick on a controller rather mm-hmm. than upright in a cabinet. Like, there was something so undeniably cool about this. Like, they took all the ass chewing they got from Sega and said, We're going to be cool. Yep. Whatever we do this next time around, we are going to be really cool. Yep. And that's what they leaned into in this Nintendo 64. And like, everybody lost their ever loving mind over it. It yep. was insane when this thing hit the streets yep i uh jumping in real quick to the to the actual games is 
I picked all of them. I did not. I mean, that's fair. I did not play an N64 game that I did not just have a blast with. It didn't matter if it was kind of, maybe except Superman, right? But Superman always gets a, (laughs) that game always gets a bad rap. But at the time, I'll tell you what happened when you got that, like, graphic enhanced brick that came out for the N64 and then played Superman 64, it was actually okay. It wasn't that bad. Not bad, right? Um, But, uh, love you too, brother. Love you too. Um, But yeah, it was... I mean, we're, neither of us listed it, but it's going to be there because, just because of it was uh, Mario Kart, I think, it was right up there. You had Perfect yeah. Dark, but then you had the thing that everybody went out and bought one for. Goldeneye, man. There it is. Every, I mean, like, it didn't matter if you were cool, a dork, the biggest jock in the world. At a party, It if you were yeah. at a party and we were in high school, uh, or I was at a party that I was at in high school... Give it about an hour, and the Nintendo 64 was getting broken out for golden for drunk yeah. Goldeneye matches in the corner, or the PlayStation One was getting broken out for what game? Uh, at the time for PS One, mm-hmm. I mean uh, Metal Gear or probably Metal Gear at the time. Tony Hawk. No. Oh yeah, sorry, Tony Hawk for sure. Um, I remember like basically being shown up. Like, okay, come over, grab your bike, bring your controller. Yep. And I remember, like, having, like, my fucking Jinkos on and having... You could batteries. fit the whole... You could get the whole fit N64 oh. in one of the pockets, man. You'd bring the whole yeah, system. Yeah, dude, like, like... And my Jinkos are really big. I mentioned earlier, I was a fat kid. Like, I had the Husky Jinkos, man. They had even bigger Oof. pockets. Oh, no. And that's where my soft clothes started. Yep. Um... There's nothing soft but, about Jacos. That's a hazard riding a bike with Jacos on. <laughs> did oh, you yeah, did you like rubber band the campfire. did you rubber band the, the the bottom of the legs together? So, quick quick sidebar. I, this was summertime. I had Jinko jean shorts on. Nice. And they might as well have been like fucking clown pants. But <laughs> I decided to get my fat ass upright and try and get across the street because the truck was coming. Yeah. And I was like pedaling. Oh, my no. big ass. My knee goes up. My pants or my shorts that are supposed to be above your knee was like mid calf. Caught the gooseneck of the bike. Oh! And I went down, flipped my pants. Oh no! Bike went into the bushes. Truck slams on the brakes. Make sure I'm okay. I ran into the McDonald's bathroom, hiding from everybody because I was so embarrassed. (laughs) Oh no! And the, the the controller was okay though. That's that good. That's all that good. matters. The controller was fine. It has. The I don't give a shit about my, my bleeding stability and you know adulthood scarring. Not so much. You're missing a tooth, blood everywhere. Yeah. But as long as the uh, as long as the controller's good, we're good. Now I oh, man. There's there's a friend of mine that had uh, a very well off family, mm-hmm. and and they had a basement that had a projector. Oh no. And. I remember going over there to play Goldeneye for the first time, and my square, my little measly square, was bigger than any TV at my parents' house, and I thought that I was the best fucking player ever. <laughs> it was so cool. That was the best, man. Is we went. I think I told this story. It was it was couch co-op uh, a couple weeks ago yeah. when uh, when we had Matt on, where we literally one time it got so heated at a party at my friend's house. His parents were out of town. We were drinking Bacardi One Fifty One all night. Oh God! And it got to the well, Bacardi Fifty One, and there were other things ingested sure. that night as well. Um, 
herbal varieties. Ew. Some of them were, you know, some of the shapes we ingested were in breakfast cereals as well. Um, Anyway, it got to the point where we got creative in our engineering to, to, to prevent people from getting punched in the face because they were looking at each other's squares, we literally took cardboard boxes and shoved them on the, so of the good, screen. And so then when good. you sat down, you would have to put your, the two people playing on the bottom would literally have the cardboard resting on each other's head like this, which became a oh problem because then we would have to like, you'd be elbowing the dude on the bottom oh, like yeah. this. Yeah. And then, yeah, man. Uh, and then the two guys above you would be like, their heads would be on, their chins would be on your head. And it was the most ridiculous thing. Those are like, seen. honestly, like, like those moments, like fucking just sweating and playing that shit. And like, oh, yeah. your friends are absolutely some of my fondest memories. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, like, it, that generation just had that generation of consoles just had so many um good moments like that the south park game um, oh my god because that had I the mean, multiplayer oh. too with the cow gun and yeah. you you'd like hit them yeah. with the cow grenade and you'd see like the ribs in the inside as your character just yeah. died of suffocation it was like all right come on now. I'll it. say this much so for Nintendo 64, depending on what day of the week you ask me, my not only was it my game of this particular time frame, but still today. Like mm-hmm. You could ask me tomorrow, and I might answer the, the question of The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time is the, my favorite game I've ever played. Yep. And, it's amazing. Um, I, 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 I can guarantee you this was the sea change in my life with games that, that caused me to become the gamer that caused me to, to look at it more than just like something you do. Like this is when I became obsessed mm-hmm. and this is when I like, I was, I was sold. And like, I think I podcast about games today. I, I write social media blogs about games because of this particular game here. Like this is the game that has led me to this conversation with you tonight. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it's, oh, it was so good, but you got Parappa right next to it. Fuck yeah, I got Parappa next to it. Some mine buddy. Like, not arguing with friend. you. I'm just saying. He, he had a... He didn't have a Nintendo 64. He had a PlayStation. And his parents were a bit more controlling about the content that he would consume on it. Okay. And... Uh, so he didn't have a ton of games. But Parappa the Rapper was one that we had. And holy shit, kick punch, man. Some the kick mind. punch. All day long. See, one we didn't mention on the Genesis era was Toe Jam and Earl. And that I don't know why Parappa. That was a pretty big game as well. Yo, up there. Just, the new one just came out. Yep. And then, uh, well, I mean, eh, you know, I look at that kind of like the way I'm looking at Battletoads, right? Yeah. I mean, so Battle so. Battletoads was back in the day. Battletoads was amazing. I do not like what the new graphic style that we saw. Like the cell shaded kind yeah, of yeah, yeah. looking. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I want I want I'm my dirty, grimy battletoads. Mm-hmm. The same thing that would happen if we got a new Earthworm gym, right? Um, yep. Or you know, which, Clay Fighter. Yeah, Clay Fighter. Another one we yeah we didn't mention a couple of those uh, back in the Genesis. I mean, we could spend all day long going super nostalgic, but um, the other ones I had was Metal Gear Solid. I think that was if if I had to look at one game that generation that really solidified my love yeah. of not necessarily what video games were or could be uh but what i saw as a 
true experience for video games at that time, it would be that that Metal Gear, not the first Metal Gear, because it was the first Metal Gear Solid game, right? Um, right. I mean, 3D stealth action, never been done like that before. Uh, the storylines, the way that Kojima just effortlessly weaves things together. Um, yeah, it just, oof, I think back to it. Snake! Snake! Yeah. Um, it's so crazy. And like what what that spawned? I mean, shit. Death Stranding coming out in November. Like, oh yeah, starting back that far. It's yeah. crazy. I mean, you look at yeah, you look at Kojima, and then Final Fantasy VII's on there, of course. But I mean, I think that was uh, I had played a lot of Final Fantasies before that, but I think that was just such a new jump for the system uh, and the powers two, that you two, saw. Four disc, right? Four yep, disc. Four disc. And yep. so I mean, like even then and there, like, to see that packaging, be like, wait, this is a game. Yep. Like. Like that shit we laugh off now, but like that, like that was a big fucking thing back yeah. then. Like this is a game that's four discs long. Yep. Look at how this looks. Like yep. holy shit. Yeah, it was great. And the cutscenes. You never yeah, had cutscenes like that before because you couldn't do no. that. You know, full full FOV videos. It Crazy. Was, it was wild. All right, it so now we're moving. We're moving out of high school for me. Uh, probably into high school for me. Into high school for you. Mm-hmm. Into the GameCube, yep. PS2, so Xbox era. So this was my sophomore year, two thousand two. I would have. Well, I would have been a sophomore in high school. No, no, you were. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Sophomore in high school. Yeah, no. I'm talking two thousand two is when they came out. So that was my. Oh. Yeah, yeah. 2002 uh, was when the ex- original Xbox came out because I remember being in the dorms and seeing that those things, and I remember seeing NFL Fever, and I remember looking at NFL Fever, going, "Holy shit! Look at these graphics!" I know. As I'm playing, actually, on a gateway computer with a voodoo 3d fx graphics card my dad bought me the most state-of-the-art graphics card on the face of the planet to go to college with we installed it in this computer and i remember distinctly on the back of that graphics card a particular game that launched and made it is the it is the house it is the name that built microsoft as a gaming brand was on the back of this computer graphics card Underneath it said coming soon from Bungie next generation shooter. Then you saw these graphics, the guys in the Warthog, the Master Chiefs in the Warthog jumping yeah, over, man. and then you saw nothing about that game until the Xbox came out. And Bill Gates yeah. made the bold statement, I want to own every screen in your house, and Microsoft started to make their move as they've always tried to get into the living room. Yep. Which I think they've succeeded with. Argue, there will be people who argue, oh, PS4 sold 94 million units. That's great. Who cares? Guys, Microsoft with Game Pass and the fact that you could do it on PC and whatnot, they're everywhere now. Well, I mean, and there's still like a shit. I, I, would, I, I don't really have anything to like factually back this up. But I'm just going to say like emotionally, I feel that there's still probably people playing Xbox 360s more than there are PS3s. Agreed. And um, there's a lot of people that just haven't made the jump to these current consoles, and they're still playing their old shooters and sports games from that generation. Yeah, I mean, when you look at the, there's a, a ton of shit there that they free mastered for this generation, but 
I would say between Xbox One and now PC and that, like, there's been a lot with Sony for sure, but I think that Microsoft definitely has uh, established itself. Today's standards, I mean, if you look back at when they were, everybody's like, oh my, what's Microsoft getting into the ring with Sony and Nintendo? Like, are they crazy? And then same thing. we are now. Same thing they said about Se- or Sony getting into the ring with Nintendo and Sega. You know, uh, yeah. th- right before this, we, you know, some interim systems there. We had the, the Atari Jaguar, which was Atari's last ditch effort at making something relevant in the console world. Yep. The Jaguar was an interesting console. You needed a master's degree in engineering and physics, uh, as well as sports medicine to work the controller. Um, yeah. It was and computer science. Um, it was a the. I mean, it was. You take the Duke controller from the original Xbox, and then kind of square it out a little bit and make it so you can't hit any of the buttons correctly. And there you go. You got a, the Atari Jaguar. I don't think they did any ergonomics testing. Um, I think it sounds wonderful. It was. It was good. It was good. Um, okay, so GameCube, PS2, and Xbox. That's where we are here. Yep. So what's your GameCube? Pick? Eternal Darkness, hands down. Yeah. That game yeah. I played through four or five times and did yeah. and still had jump scares. Uh, sure. in it. The first time I ever played through that game, and there's the part where the first time you ever lose your sanity completely yeah. and the game throws up an error that looks like it corrupted and crashed and literally sits there like I like if I ever see ever get to meet Dennis Dyack, I'm gonna shake his hand and give him a hug. Because that was the greatest piece of scripted awesomeness in video games ever. Literally, it sits there for like five minutes. And had I not gotten up and gone to the bathroom and then come back to the screen like my controller just still there, it did I didn't it didn't register what had happened until the second playthrough. Oh when it happened God. again, and I lost my sanity in that game in the same spot, and I was like, wait a minute. Hold on. Yeah. And then I realized that it was actually a Scripted, scripted thing. moment, crazy, and man. I was like, "Holy shit, unbelievable!" Yeah. And then they made two human, and I was like, "Oh, that's sad." Uh, I know that game was so. Oh, that game was could have been so good. Um, for me, uh, my favorite game for that generation was easily the Wind Waker. Mm-hmm. Um, great and game. I know that a lot of people really off put, especially like this is going to be these great graphics. You want to see this? You had Ocarina of Time, and you get this cartoon, and then. You get this fucking game on this little bitty disc that has zero load times. Zero. None. It was unbelievable. And it was unbelievable, man. The facial animations and like the, the play and like the lore that came with it. Like that, that is, in my opinion, um, it's come people come around to it, but at the time, like people trashed that game and they had to eat fucking crow, man, because that game rules. I love that game. Um, from a story standpoint, was it up there with the rest of the Zeldas for you? Um, there was a really cool moment, and spoilers if you've never played it, uh, when you realize that you're actually above Hyrule mm-hmm. uh, from, from Ocarina of Time. Like, the, the, that hero, what they had to flood because he failed. Yep. And uh, I, I think that that was really fucking neat in how they brought in that version of Ganondorf. Like, there's an image at the end of that battle when drive the fucking master sword into his forehead. Yep. 
that's just unreal. But the story like was cool. Like I, I like being in the boat a hell of a lot more than I thought. It got a little samey when you had to go and do some of that last, like yeah. the Triforce pieces. But um, outside of that, man, like I, I loved what the they boat. Did with yeah, the boat. Was I, great. I I thought it was really cool, and it was the first time you really had kind of a open world exploration element to something that was traditionally a relatively linear series. Um, yeah. Cause there's no order. Yeah. There's no order. You got to tackle the islands. Now you'd go to certain islands and get your ass kicked cause you weren't prepared. Yep. But, uh, I think, I, yeah, I think it's the, I think it's one of the most underrated, um, Zelda games, uh, of all times, uh, for PS two, it would have to be grand theft auto three. Um, simply because that game, I think, still wrote the script for a lot of games how they're done today. I mean, it really changed the face of everything, right? It, again, put video games in the public eye as a scapegoat for bad behavior. Um, and how dare you let our children get hot coffee. Um, yeah, totally. How dare you? Uh, just like Mortal I Kombat like before City it. I like Vice City better than 3. Uh, I liked Vice City better than 3, too. I'm thinking what I'm doing there is from a fondness of a memory standpoint, GTA fair, 3 fair. really was like, oh, whoa. What are we... Like, That's it's when the, they opened it up, right? Yeah, it's the first time you... And I remember my PS2 just going apeshit. Like, when, you pl- when you'd run that game, um, I mean, it would go just bonkers. Uh, on there and then uh yeah fable halo halo 2 um and then i'll let you i agree wholeheartedly with your other one i'm I'm sad that i didn't list that one but it's definitely (laughs) up there um kotor nice little republic just fucking incredible man like i I had the, the benefit and genuine pleasure of not having anything in that game spoiled and um just literally like having a point where I had to put the controller down when the big reveal happens. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, Oh my God. And, uh, being the massive star Wars fan that I am like being able to play this extended story and like get to go into the universe and do that. Um, Revan, arguably one of the coolest creations ever in the star Wars universe. Oh, he's dirty. Um, he's dirty, man. And then Bioware, like, Getting to play a game and build a crew and, and yeah. have my own like personality come through and like have these decisions that shaped how people saw me in a game like yep that was so fucking neat man mm-hmm. like that was just so 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 cool to see yep um I for for me for like PS2 so I uh, from a fondness standpoint like this is going to be a really weird game to compared to what I've been saying but Tiger Woods Golf 2004 and there was, like, me and three of my really close friends just got into that game. Like, the, we, we all created our, our characters in it, and uh, I don't golf in real life. Uh, I have a huge fondness for golf. I love the sport. I like to watch it. I know a lot about it. You have to get you out to the play. links one day, Bobby. I'd like to do it, man. Let's go. I'm a hell of a caddy. Anytime. Uh, my caddy game. Let's play the game. <laughs> I, uh, I love... I loved that game and the memories of just ordering pizza and hanging out in my parents' basement and uh, playing with my friends and creating, like, these ridiculous characters. That was a lot of fun for yep. PS2. Yep. Um, and then, arguably, like, one of the longest reigns 
since the 60, like the 64 era, like PS2 is a big deal. Like I'm not going to downplay that the original Xbox, but I think, I think something special happened with the Wii and the 360 and the PS3 era. Like there's some really innovative stuff. That Video out. games at that era became mainstream. Yep. Absolutely. That, that MTV is the, unveiled the 360. Yep. That is the era where video games became something that everyone had to pay attention to from an entertainment medium standpoint. You yep. had. I, and I've listed them across the board there, right? There are so many. The Halo, you know, Halo franchise, again. In, in in that one, uh, you've got uh, you've got Mass Effect. I don't mean to steal that, but that was still you know that was that was there. Call of yeah. Duty. I think the original Modern Warfare Four is where the world stood up and said, mm-hmm. "Oh, yep, these video this games. This yeah. these are not a trend." And if you think about like Call of Duty over the last couple of years has kind of fallen off as you know as all things do. It's hard to keep that type of momentum. But if you think about Modern Warfare One, Modern Warfare Two, and Modern Warfare Three, yeah, the the massive ramp up that Activision. Now, granted, they were also the Activision also had Guitar Hero cranking for them at that time as well, which was moving right. moving units and Skylanders. Oh, yeah. But if you think about what Call of Duty did for the esports scene, right? When Modern Warfare 3 dropped, you had that Call of Duty arena thing that Hasro uh, and Fwiz hosted with uh, uh, Justine, uh, Justine Ezrick, uh, I Justine, right? Where she was one of the hosts on yep. the show. And they would bring in like pro teams and then coach them. And then they would go back out and play uh, another match. And you started to see this. There were always like video game competitions, but I think Call of Duty 1, 2, and 3 are where esports really started to solidify and become not necessarily this nebulous ball of hot mass in the middle of the universe, but start to solidify into solar systems and planets. They were... The trade culture was huge. Rental stores were were still thriving. GameStop. got GameStop peaking. Gamefly. Um, Gamefly starting. You've got... Pimp my ride where they're like, I'm an Xbox in your car. I'm going to put a 360 in your car. Like, yep. that it was the blend of like X to the Z. Ways, X to the Z, man. Yo, dog. I hear you like Xboxes. Um, <laughs> but the thing, the thing of it is the, that they made them, like I mentioned earlier, like this was launched on fucking MTV. This yep. was a pop culture icon now. It had the iPod effect that we saw, it had the iPhone effect and the Android phones. Like the, the the mobile smartphone market that we see today, this was like that same group of people like buzzing about some shit. You had game journalism really thriving. More people could do it with the internet. More people were able to upload videos and and were able to do fucking video play. Like I think the return to land parties. Mm-hmm. Like it went from couch co-op to then being land parties. Like this shit got bonkers, and there was fucking games coming out left and right. Like. This is like how Xbox, are today. Xbox Live was established. It launched yeah. with the system day and date. There was no I remember the original right. Xbox came out and it wasn't it was a year, it was like eighteen months after launch when we got true yeah. online play. And then it was a year and a half or so later that we got Halo Two, which was the real I mean we had Mech Mech Assault, Mech Warrior Mech Assault and Ghost Recons and stuff like that. Uh, but it wasn't until Halo Two where we really got that innovative matchmaking. Well, 
Um, and you also have these things becoming media boxes. Like these are like integrated hard drives, big ass hard drives. Like you can get up to twenty gigabytes at yep. a time, yeah. and load that thing up. You could you could play DVDs on it. You could you could plug your fucking Zoom or your iPod up to it. And get your music on there. Like yep. this, you can customize this and make it fit into. Your and change the faceplate on it. Yep. Like all this shit starts to happen where it's like, oh yeah, this is just a normal thing to have. Like you have your VCR. No, you have an Xbox now, or you have a PlayStation. Like, and it was more it was economical. Fucking... Yeah. To own one of those than it was just a flat-out DVD player at the time. Totally, man. This is when Blu-ray spawned. Like mm-hmm. you had the HD uh, DVD versus Blu-ray. That Sony went Blu-ray. Obviously, that won. Well, I mean. We know why it won. Time. Yeah. Porn. But Pornhub. No, no, <laughs> not Hub. Not Hub. Like, literal physical, like, media. Like, whatever. The same thing happened with VHS, right? Uh, and yep. Versus uh, Betamax. Betamax, superior technology in every way. Too hard to use, too hard to write for, too expensive. So the porn industry went with VHS. Same thing happened with Blu-ray, right? Because HD, HD DVD yep. actually was way had a way higher data rate than what Blu-ray could produce at the time, but right because it was more expensive, less prevalent, didn't have a major manufacturer behind right it. There. There's your smurf fact. Speaking of, I don't uh, that son of a bitch didn't text me. Well, we don't need it. We got it. That was it right there. No. Oh. What? <laughs> um. What a what a, what a, all right. what a douche. So I'm gonna continue my come on here. in room for all. The Legend of Zelda: Twilight Princess. So Thank you for that cool, raid, Skiwi. Um, had a great time with that. And then, arguably, like, for me, like, I, you mentioned fantasy earlier. Like, it's more in, like, a superhero slash sci-fi household. Like, mm-hmm. I appreciate fantasy. I had that there. But I will still say this very bold claim, and please don't burn me at the stake too, too much. I think one of the best science fiction stories, if not the best I've ever experienced, was Mass Effect 2. I agree. And... Uh, I think that whole franchise was phenomenal. Yeah, absolutely incredible, man. Like, that was uh, such a special game for me. And, like, I remember, like, having the ability to invest and move your character progression between these two games. And I I was like, wait a second. My my save data that I have on my Xbox from when I played the first one is going to come into the new game? Mm -hmm. Holy shit, that's so fucking cool. And, like, bringing that character over and continuing that story, like, the amount of emotional investment that brought like yes you play as link and you play as mario but like i created this character i made decisions for this character and here they are now coming into it like it was so fucking crazy to see yeah um yeah i think that i think even though the ps3 got a lot of bad rap because uh, you know they they tried to do something different yeah they tried to take you know a small loan out to get it (laughs) i won my ps3 Luckily, oh, you did? Um, yeah, I, I, so it was really funny. So I got, I entered in one of those random things you see on IGN all the time, like do this, do this, do this, and you win. And then all of a sudden yeah. I get a call. It's like, Hey, this is Heather from IGN prize department. And I was like, whatever. I was in the middle of work. I hung up on her, called me back. I let it go to voicemail. Cause it was the same number later. The number called me back. So I picked it up and she goes, Hey, this is Heather from IGN's Prize. I I think Heather was her name. Anyway, this is IGN's uh, Heather from IGN's Prize Division. You won the PS3 with the autographed copy of Assassin's Creed. 
Holy shit, man. And I go, what? And she goes, yeah, do you remember doing that like six months ago? And I was like, no, <laughs> not at all. Um, That's fucking crazy. And yeah, I won a, a PS3, and I still have the sleeve. Uh, I have to go way up there that's signed by all the producers of the original Assassin's Creed. Um, that's awesome. Took the sleeve out of it, kept the ga- got rid of the game. Uh, <laughs> but the, sleeve, the autograph sleeve is up there. Uh, but yeah, that's how I got. And this was back when the PS3 was still like seven hundred dollars. Um, oh my god! So I had a and, and sounded like a, a goddamn rocket ship. Yep, I had a I had a Blu-ray player that you needed the five channel surround sound to watch yep. the movie because you couldn't hear anything if it was on. Um, but luckily, my graduation present from college was a sweet set of Klipsch Cinema Series twos when they came out. Um, that's that's wild. Yeah, the chat is saying the PS4 Pro sounds like a rocket ship as well. Yeah, yeah, they uh, they all. I mean, when you pack that much power into a tiny little box, there's gonna be Skiwi. You know better than most uh, about heat. Oh man, heat distribution. Anyway, um, go ahead. I was gonna say like God of War on my PS4 Pro. You might as well think that the wall's gonna blow off my. House. Yeah, strip wall. Strip wallpaper with it. Um, and I think the other thing about that, and the other thing about last generation, right? Since that's where we are, is I've got a lot of franchises on there, but I think that the start of all those franchises is what defined the game, the the landscape now, right? I mean, if you look at those franchises, Gears, Halo, Call of Duty, Blue Dragon is my offshoot there. Oh god, that game, I love that game so much. It yeah. was so good. Um, the Arkham games, I still think that when Arkham Asylum came out and actually let you be the Batman for the first time in a game. Not a side-scrolling yep. bat to beat him up. A, if you want to one-shot some dude. Yeah, detective-ass Batman. Um, Borderlands, Diablo 3 on console. Um, just uh, Red all, Dead Redemption. Yeah, Red Dead Redemption was on there. Um, and you started to see, like I said, pop culture really start to take root in gaming and mainstream really start i mean do you remember the uh there was a i think ign did where uh spoofing randy pitcher pitchford back before the original board or was before borderlands 2 came out about main when randy, randy pitchford said something about mainstream it was damon hatfield brian altano uh, and i can't remember who the other one who the guy that was actually playing randy pitchford but he would—he was walking around mainstreaming people. Like they'd say something stupid, and he'd slap them, and then it'd be like mainstreamed. Um, oh my god! But it was—it was—it was really. It was back when Randy Pitchard was cute and charming for doing his magic tricks. Not like, is there—is there something right. else going on with this magic trick, Randy? Uh, what are you trying to hide or one, make disappear here? One thing I'll say also uh, to button up that generation for me, like literally the last game I played from the generation was The Last of Us. And Bidding. like that was an unreal experience. Like it was unlike anything I, I had experienced emotionally in a game at that time. It's like I listening mean, to closing time when the bar's over. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that game was just—it struck such a tone. And I know it's a special game to a lot of people. Oh, it's like, so it was anxiously so good. waiting. Yeah, the sequel. But yeah, Last of Us. Yeah. All right, cool. So let's now move into the current generation. And I know we've still got some games this fall. We've got a whole bunch of games next spring. Um, yeah. I think, you know, if, if I had to say one game so far this generation, 
Uh, and this is simply because of my 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 mental uh, issues, um, you know, suffering from something like this uh, is Hellblade, uh, just because it's so close yeah. to my heart. I mean, that game is just. It's not the most overly dramatic, like combat effective game. The combat is good; it's there. It's Ninja Theory, uh, but the just right. the way the story of Psychosis is told, sure, is something that could not have been done in previous generations. Right? Eternal Darkness did a really good job on GameCube. Uh, if I have to equate something to it, the way that you lost your sanity, but that was more of a mechanic in the game versus what this character was going through. Um, and things like that. And then Apex will all Apex is going to be up there on my top lists, not necessarily because it's the greatest battle royale ever done, but because I am a marketer, I have a college degree in it. It is, it, it is a case study in that totally. regard, uh, from all for times, sure. the division series for the subject matter. Again, Diablo three is going to be on there just because they are the loot games. Borderlands will probably be on there when Borderlands three comes out. Uh, I know I've, there's a ton of games for Xbox um, and PC and PS4, uh, but as of right now, I think those are the the, the ones that are really kind of like. I mean, think yeah. about it. when did the Xbox? 2011. Twelve. Twelve. Okay, so it's been it'll be it'll be you know eight, uh, seven years. No, yep. eight years. Console life cycle here. By the time the next ones yep. come out. Um, cool. God, it's been eight years since his fucking... Think about it. Think about, like, just... Here's a really good indication to show you how little the technology has changed in that heart. Think about the phone that you carried daily eight years ago. Mm Mm-hmm. And think about the phone that you carry today. Mm-hmm. It's the same phone. Uh, I mean, like, not hardly at all. Like, no, 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 no. no. Yeah, yeah, I understand that. That's you said. How little the technology's changed, and I would argue the technology's changed. I, I'm, not, I'm not saying there. I'm saying for like, if you look at when the PlayStation came out in 2012, they did a PS4 Pro. They did a half step this generation. So what's changed in that? Well, I'm saying it's like from day and date original Xbox. Ah, okay, okay. PS4. You're saying what uh, the advancements we've seen around those systems versus. Yeah. Okay. And I how we still like? I don't have any other technology in my house. I don't think. I mean, maybe a few like like appliances and shit, but I don't have hardly any like modern technology like that. That's not within like one to two years in my house, right? Got it. But I have I have my Xbox. I have I have a One X and I have a PS4 Pro. I did do those upgrades mm-hmm. mid mid uh, release. But if you think about that, like it's pretty crazy that there's people who probably still playing on a day and date original launch xbox one and a ps4 the guy who gives us our smurfs facts yeah crides i mean friend of the show those are things that i'm talking about like those, mm-hmm. that's eight years and kind of un, un, unheard of in any yeah. other realm that we we consume and that's the point i was trying to make sorry it was a long way of getting there. no no i understand i understand 100 percent what you're saying now um yeah, it's it's interesting to think about that because we've seen how many generations of iPhones were that that would have been the iPhone. Four? Well, the the, I mean they they're, they're off numbered, but the first one came out in two thousand seven. So iPhone was two thousand seven. iPhone three G was two thousand eight. Three GS was two thousand nine. iPhone four was two thousand ten. 
iPhone. Yeah, so it would have been the five, five or the S. iPhone five would have been out. So it yeah, been the iPhone five at the time. Yeah, it's crazy. And we are now on the XR, um, which I'm thinking about leaving to go to a Pixel. Yeah. Because I'm not the guy to talk to you about that. Uh, I know it's uh it's an it's an economics thing with the Apple techs. Um, you know, I, as much as I sure. love. As much as I love iPhones and things like that, it's just, uh, you know, my daughter is getting to the age. Um, and unless I can get cell phone, I'm not paying. I went and talked to AT&T the other day, and they're, I was like, I need to make my bill cheaper and add another line or keep my bill exactly the same. And they're like, well, that's just not possible. You're going to end up spending another $50 a month. I'm like, you're not hearing me. I have no contractual obligation to you guys. Oh, well, hold on a second. Let me see. <laughs> what yeah. we can do here? Oh, now your tunes changed that you know I can walk out the door and actually shut you off. Um, yeah. Google Fi, though, is supposed to have another release here that's supposed to make iPhones work a little bit better on them. Uh, and then I may switch uh, to them because that service is just economical out the wazoo. Anyway. Um, so let me run this down here. Back to, back to this. You, PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. So for me, I'm doing I'm doing uh, exclusives here, okay? That's what I've been trying to stick to the best that I can. Mm. So for the Wii U, which it's fucking crazy to think about Wii U and Switch in the same generation. That's uh, Wii U, Mario Kart 8. Yeah. Um, this is a great... The, the, the deluxe version that's on the Switch, fantastic. But Mario Kart 8 was so good on the um, As far as the PS4 goes, I, I'm going to ask for a little grace here. So I, have, I have a tie. For me, and I have Horizon Zero Dawn and God of War as my favorite games I've been out on PS4 this year. Um, I have thought about Horizon Dawn, I think, almost every day since I played that game is very special. Um, and then we get to Xbox. So let me, let me ask something of... about Horizon Zero Dawn real quick. And I don't yeah. mean a sidebar because I've only watched people play it and I've watched the middle of the game. Are you yeah. on Earth? Is that like yes. a machine? Have, machines have taken over? Humanity is down, type thing. Okay, cool. All I wanted to, all I wanted um, to ask. And I'm, a little mechanical nugget: when you have somebody who makes first-person shooters that are usually buttery smooth, make a third-person action game. They bring a lot of that. Works really fucking. Yeah, no, it looks great. I just had never watched it from the start and ascertained that from the story. Um, and yeah, I think they're using that engine on the new Kojima game, also. Um, okay, Horizon Zero Dawn and the God of War tie for me. Uh, we get to Xbox, and I think that the, the big giant elephant in the room has been, up until this point, they just haven't had a lot of exclusive games that are really worth a damn. Um, people, if you ask them what your favorite Xbox games that have come out this generation, a lot of people are po- going to point to the Forza series and what they've done there, which are they're really well done. Um, we need Sarge I, to I talk about this. No shit. Uh, if I had to really say like what it would be for me, it would be Titanfall or Game Pass. Game yeah. Pass isn't really a game, but like I think they've done something special there. Um, I'm just going to throw it out there because I don't have another place to use it, so I'll use it with Xbox, so that's where I'm playing it. Or playing it, played it, is The Witcher 3. Um, and just, I mean, so fucking good, man. So good. Like, if you like fantasy, you've got to love Witcher, right? Yeah, absolutely. I like that game so much I went back and read the books. Um, Are you excited for the TV show? 
could be a crapshoot. I'm I I think because Henry Cavill is such a fan of the series, I'm I'm giving yeah. him the benefit of the doubt. I think they made some major missteps on casting outside of him. Um, Instead of being Mads Mickelson. W- yeah. Yes, it should have been Mads, 100%. I agree with that. Uh, it also should have been Kate McGrath, should have been playing Yennefer. Um, yeah. Oh, thanks, Kinsey. Um, Kate, do you know who Kate McGrath is? Um, I'm looking her up right now. So, yeah, she's the, if, if you remember, the assistant from the original Jurassic World uh, who gets eaten by the, oh, yeah. by the, by the uh, whatever the hell the, the swimmy one is. Um, yeah. she's been in a whole bunch of stuff, but she, she is the living embodiment of Yennefer, like period. If you look her up, there's zero reason why that woman should not have been cast. Um, like period to I play her. See that. Um, I think a much more apt pl- person to play Triss would have been, um, the girl, uh, the lady from, uh, Game of Thrones, the, uh, the, the wildling, um, what the, the red, uh, the redheaded wildling. Uh, married to to what to John Snow in real life? Y- yes, thank you. Um, yeah, I can't remember the actress's name. Saved my life. She was also in that uh, last Witch Hunter movie with Vin Diesel. Um, yeah, she uh, been good. Yeah, she would have been a much better Triss. Um, other than that, like looking through the cast list is like mm, okay. Yeah, um, but I yeah. Get that. I think as long as they, as long as it's a pre like him becoming a Witcher, yeah, thing, I'll be okay with it. Um, yeah, totally. If, if that's I, I not a Dr. thing, Odin. what? I hope Gontor Odin is in it. Yeah, he's just such a fucking cool character. Very much, uh, and it's such. There's so many cool characters. I hope you know. Buddy Baron. Yeah, I want to see by the end of the the first season. I want to see the scar on the face. And I want to see the second sword. Um, yeah. And if this is a journey to become Geralt, I'm good with it. Uh, I think yeah, I think Henry sure. Cavill will be fine. Um, just as long as he doesn't do it like Superman. Um, right. I think we'll be okay. And uh, all right, back on track here. My my last game to tell you about is probably my favorite game of all time, and that is uh, Breath of the Wild. Oh, I thought you were about to say Titanfall. I was like, really? No, no. Not fair <laughs> not game of all time. Good game. But, uh, no, The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild is uh, my favorite game. And I, I have only recently replaced Ocarina of Time with Breath of the Wild. Yeah, so, I mean, it, 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 it's still the single reason that if I, if I get the money to blow, I, I, I'm going to go buy a Switch. I just don't, you know. Two kids, a mortgage, and a wife. You know, it's... Uh, I totally get it, man. You know, I totally get it. If you were at a point to pick between a PS4 and a Switch, Switch. I would encourage you to go with the Switch. Yeah, I, hands down, I would go with the Switch at this point. Uh, it, yep. One because it has Breath of the Wild, and two because it has a game that I could play with both of my children. That is one in the Marvel Universe, and two four-player Diablo style, um, which is absolutely fantastic. Although I don't think that game is going to stay Switch exclusive for long. Um, I think they're missing a huge amount of market there, but we'll see. I may be wrong. I, may I be mean, wrong. I, I understand that like it's easy for them to say like, oh, this has, um, you know, the two controllers already built into it. It's designed to be played more couch co-op, which that would be really fun. 
Um, I should just fly my happy ass down there to you, and we can play it on the couch. That's true. Come on down. Uh, we are the uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3, uh, Kenzie. Um, this, this Friday. This Friday. It's going to be good. Hey, who should I play as, chat? Who should I start the game with? I thought the single player walked you through different hero teams. Uh, I mean, on the old games, you, you could build your own team. You could you after you characters. after you beat the game. Mm-mm. Really? You're putting together. I remember, yeah, you. I I remember. Uh, I think it was the sequel. Maybe it was the first one. You find like the different pieces of Iron Man, and you actually build Iron. Man. No, I remember that. Yeah. I I remember in the like, second I mean, one playing through the story and like playing the different scenarios as, and then you would go back in with whoever you wanted to unlock. Um, no, they, you could have your different teams. They had cutscenes and shit, but maybe that's maybe yeah. that's what I'm remembering is the cutscenes, and then you can play whoever you want. Um, For sure. Nice. Well, this was fun, Bobby, as we knew it was going to be. So yeah, man. Like I got to know you a little bit better through those games and know playing back then, which is fucking rad. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I, for I don't know if Caleb would have known half the older games, or if Ryan would have that we talked about. But you know, I think they would have been. Get. I think they would have been able to hang. I think the nostalgia win for them is a little bit. You know, it would have been a little bit different. I but we can let them comment when they're both we're all together um, yeah. next week, uh, and we, when we get into it. I uh, I didn't get a actual fact from. Smurf, which is uh, too bad. So we're going to do... I'm just going to click on this first link that I saw here. Okay. Uh, and the random fact, the Smurf fact, oh yeah, for this week, um, <laughs> is going to be some cats are actually allergic to humans. Assholes? That's all cats. Um, though it's uncommon, since humans bathe more than your typical animal and don't shed as much hair or skin, some animals can still be allergic to humans. However, it's most often because of the perfume or cologne we wear or the soap we use. And for more great info about pets, click on the 15... No, we're good. Click, check out the 15 signs the your dog is depressed. Oh, God. I would die if I knew my dog was depressed. I, I know our dog is because she hasn't been out of the house in a couple of days and she gets she's a she's a herding dog, right? She is a working dog. Mm-hmm. She is thick and muscular and you can see veins in her arms and she has, you know, ripped she, she's a she is a, a working dog. She is meant to be yeah. outside all day. Um and when she does not get her walks, uh she gets really mopey and will just sit there and stare at you with her ears back and looking all sad like Please take me out of the house. And then you open the front door. She will like run. Um, yeah, all four arms. Uh, she will run to the car and jump in the back of the car. Um, and it's just like, man, I'm, I'm so sorry, Riley. Tomorrow we will go, I promise. Um, but she hasn't been out in two days and she gets super mopey um, when that doesn't happen. Anyway. So normally uh, we wrap up the show here. We didn't have any. Uh, no, we didn't have any reads this week. Um. Right? No. 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 Okay. So, all right, we're off the hook then, Bobby. We don't have to do any real work today. Um, which is good. No. We are off the hook. We can at Bobby's. We can. We can at Bobby's. Now I'm. Now I'm. Now I'm. Now I'm trying to stretch here. Nope. 
no, anyway, we'll just close it down. I thought we had a little closing thing, uh, but now I've closed it and I can't find it, so Caleb can fire me later. Anyway, normally what we do is we wrap up the show with our bounties. Um, I think next week's actually our bounty episode, our full-length come-to-the-table yep. Uh, yep. with what, what we've been doing. For? What are you excited for? Talk is about that the inaugural one? That's our first one, right? That is our very first one, so that'll be a little bit different programming yeah. next week for everybody. Uh, but our, our bounties this week, Bobby, I'll let you go ahead and start, and then I'll wrap it up and bring us home. I have been watching... Well, I finished it. I watched I Think You Should Leave on Netflix. Um, it's very much uh, kind of like, if you like Tim and Eric, it's very similar humor okay. to, to that. Um, I, I can't remember the guy's name that put the show on, but he did some writing on SNL, and I think he's done some stuff with The Lonely Island. Um, it is uncomfortable, as you would imagine it to be. And like really, <laughs> really dumb. More or less uncomfortable than Tim and Eric because that was the most it's, uncomfortable it's, show ever in the history uh, it's, of shows. It's less uncomfortable, but it goes into some like really like it's kind of like Curb Your Enthusiasm meets Tim and Eric. Got it. Like, okay. On so, like the social settings that they go into. I can handle that. Uh, so it's on Netflix. You can check it out there. I think there's like six or seven episodes that are 15 to 20 minutes long. Um, it's it's really dumb. You're consider yourself warned. Okay. Uh, I'm listening to a band called The Symposium. All right. Um, I like them a whole lot. They had a new EP that came out uh, recently called the Sonic Crystal EP, and uh, I like these guys a lot. One of the things I enjoy about them is every one of their songs they have uh, an outro that they do, which is really fucking cool, like a different type of outro. Nice. Um, a good jumping off point if you're going to check them out is a song called Tony Stark, since we talk a lot about Marvel tonight. Okay. Check out Tony Stark by The Symposium. What type of music um, is The Symposium for our listeners? Um, it would be like kind of electronic indie pop. Okay. Uh, I would say. Yep, I get it. And then I have went back to two games that I hadn't played for a while. Um, this lull, I have all these games to finish, but all I want to do is play Breath of the Wild and Destiny 2. And so I went back to Breath of the Wild, and I did this on purpose. Mm-hmm. I intentionally left parts of the DLC uncompleted so I would have a reason to play that game yep. rather than just running around Hyrule. So I left myself these little nuggets, and I'm back in deep playing through it, and it's still very good. Um, and I went back to Destiny 2. That was a game I, I loved, Destiny 2 and Destiny. Uh, I got really frustrated when Forsaken came out with some of the changes and uh, some of the RNG around certain things. Mm-hmm. And so I threw the towel and I said, fuck this game. I'm moving away from it. And uh, some of the things I've been seeing about what's coming with Shadowkeep in September and a lot of the stuff that had happened uh, after Forsaken, I had bought the version of Forsaken that gave me all of it anyway. So I went back to it and I've been doing some of the... Uh, Forge stuff. Um, I've been doing some of the stuff with uh, the Menagerie, and there's some really fucking cool things. I mean, like for for a game that people used to say doesn't have, a- that game will keep you busy week after week. Now, yeah, there's a shit ton of content, and that's like you guys are all playing it again. And I'm 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 like, God, do I want to install this and buy Shadowkeep when it comes out? Dude, it's like and I'm gonna I'm get like, Shadowkeep for sure. And then I'm like. But there's so many other things coming out this fall that I want to spend money on, 
and I, I got say... I've got to think about it. Like the, the problem I have is I have to think about this right before you know the dollars are always tight because we're very very big budgeters. But now I have to think about it like this: in January, mm-hmm. I'm gonna have to buy diapers. Yep. Something I didn't think I was gonna have to do again. Yep. Being 39 years old next year, but next year it's gonna happen. Uh, it's coming. Well, what what do you what do you have right now? With that? do you have Destiny two? Yeah, I have Destiny too. I've got all of everything through Forsaken. Oh, okay. thanks, Kins. I thought you. Uh, I thought you were on the podcast where we announced it a couple weeks ago. Um, yeah, I have. I bought everything through Forsaken. I bought that whole season pass, so I could jump back in and play everything up to Shadowkeep. Um, yeah, and are you on Xbox or PC? I'm on Xbox. Uh, I downloaded it on a PC too, though uh, when it was free, so I could jump in and play it on PC if I wanted. Um, but well, uh, why don't? Well, if you want, if you have that itch, let's play Borderlands instead. Because I know that we're both getting Borderlands Three. Yep. Um, I have not done the DLC yet that came for Borderlands Two. No, oh, I haven't so done it either. They really. Yeah. So maybe we can do that. Yeah, we can do that. You know, I can rock, play that. Yeah. We'll knock that out. Uh, well, what have be... you been doing? That's all my stuff. What have I been doing? Uh, let's see. Apex, the Jeez. ranked. I've been listening to the normal stuff. I haven't watched really anything new. We're um, watching Barks of Wreck again. That show is just so... Um, the, God, it's so good. The, the thing I love about that and The Office, it is mm-hmm. my four-year-old son understands the humor in both sure. of those shows. His favorite character from The Office is Michael. <laughs> like he 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 when he when Steve Carell leaves the show he kind of tunes out a little bit. He thinks Michael sure. was the funniest character ever. Um, and then uh, and Dwight of course. Um, but he looks at me and he goes, "Look, Dad," because he thinks I'm Dwight. Um, and I'm like, <laughs> "Awesome." Uh, and then my wife looks at me and goes, "No, you're kind of a perfect mashup between Dwight and Jim." Um. And I'm like, well, at least there's a little bit of redemption there. Thanks. Um, and then on Parks and Rec, he th- he every time Jerry does something stupid, he knows to laugh, which is the funniest thing on the planet. Um, and he thinks absolutely. And he thinks uh, Ron is the funniest person on the on the planet. Uh, everything He's not wrong. Uh, everything Ron Swanson does is just hysterical. Um, which I think is great. Uh, but other than that, yeah. So back to Apex. I've been... I got into that, actually. It was right before... It was the day the pot we recorded last week I started playing. And I just... Yeah, for season some, two, right? Yeah, just for some reason jumped in and started playing in the ranked lobbies. And that has... Yeah. That has put new life into the game for me and made it fun. One, because... Who are you playing as? Uh, mostly I'm maining Octane uh, because it is that is my playstyle. Fast, you know, not to not to rip off Doctor Disrespect, but violence, speed, and momentum is what that character is all about, right? You get your little thing going, and then you hit your jump pad down, and boom! All of a sudden, you're over the enemy, shooting them while you're in the air. Uh, I posted a cool like little Instagram thing uh, inspired, you know, some Bobby P oh, stuff neat. of a a couple clips Thanks, I did man. Uh, the other night. Um, but yeah, he's it's he's such a fun character. And then the daily quests for the battle pass, I bought the I bought the regular battle pass. I didn't buy the twenty five levels. Um, but it's the way that they're doing the ranked system. 
that I like is because one, it has created a lobby system where everybody's starting to play the game to win, not to just third party and be, you know, kind of scumbaggy about it because it is about kills and is it about, it's about placement in the match. So you're, as I'm climbing the ranked ladder, right? I'm silver two now. Um, you get to the point where you're you you uh, you're starting to weed out the players you're that are you just know you're better than, and you get to a point sure. where you're starting. To, I'm I'm not I I probably will make it to mid tier gold. I'm not going to say I'm any better than that. Um, but the way that they did it is is you get a point, uh, an RP point rating point for every kill. You can only get five of those a match. So if you get ten kills in a match, great. Doesn't matter, uh, which is great because they just eliminated kill hunting. Um, sure. Like a lot of people will do in that game, regardless of they win, and then it's all about placement. So then you can get, uh, you get. I think it's two points for the top ten, uh, three points for top, or two points for top ten, five points for top five, seven or eight points for second, and then a full twelve points for oh wow uh, first place. So the maximum oh, amount nice. of points you can get is seventeen points per match. Um, okay. And you once you get into silver, it costs you one rating point per match. So now every time I go into Got a match, it. I'm losing RP, and there may become a, yeah. there may come a point where I'm no longer. So if I have a super bad run of games, I'm not. I'm gonna have to play bronze one because I don't have any money to play silver. Um, I don't lose my Got rank. It. I don't lose my silver two ranking. But now I'm kind of silver two playing bronze four like oh look at this right. noob <laughs> he's getting stuck with us that sucks um so i think that's a really interesting way to take that now when the next season comes out they don't they haven't said anything around how they're going to adjust that if they're going to do placement matches uh, or whatnot because they started everyone uh at bronze four uh, so it's funny watching some of the pro level guys run bronze four up like I've watched Viz and Vision and Halifax and some of these you know pro team uh, you know Doc and Crafty and some of these pro sure. streamers um, jump up the ranks and they just are in their bronze four matches just wiping the floor. With oh my god! Everybody, I can only imagine. Like I think I want. I think it, I can't remember if it was Viz or Doc and the guys you were playing with. They had like a um, there he goes. Uh, a normal question. Uh, mine are red, Ace. I'll answer that one because it's not too far off the mark. Uh, but what my, was the question? Because uh, I have the AMA tag uh, on the stream. Uh, what color underpants are you wearing? The soft clothes sommelier. What's he got on tonight? Uh, you have black. to look? Black? Sweet. Nice. Yeah. Nice. It's one of two colors. I, uh, it's either black or silver. There you go. Every, every day. I do the, uh, I've got, the only underwear I wear are the Duluth Trading Company uh, underwear. Uh, you say the Duluth Trading Company? Yep. They are, yep. If, if you haven't gotten the guys' boxer briefs, um, they are divine. Um, I only, don't know the, the brand name of mine. Yep. They are a little bit expensive, but they're worth it. Because they are I, fantastic. And I get them in all colors. I got a hot. I get mine off Amazon. They are boxer briefs. Um, I like them because they have a net pocket in the front, which is nice and comfortable and breathable. 
which is all that underwear should. Nice. The next question was, "What do I look like without? A, what do we look like without hats?" Without hats? Yeah. So funny story uh, to see. close to close out the podcast this week. I got so sick of my hair being in my eyes. Nice, Bobby. Nice. Yeah. Um, that I put it in a top knot, um, and I samurai it. I literally in, yeah. the, in the middle of my kitchen walked in with my hair in a top knot and a wakizashi. Um, yes, I have one of those. And I went like this, and I looked at my wife, and I went and handed her. <laughs> all the, How long was it? It was down to here. Shit, man. So I took no, off. I it. lost. I lost my hair at twenty. Shook. Yeah. No. I. Uh, no, not close. <laughs> Wait, which right? My right? Like this? Like me? I don't... No. <laughs> if you Wait, only... what now? Hold on. Ace Platinum is saying, if I had to guess your name, age, and job, the guy on the right is Adam, 23, and a music teacher. So now I'm I'm on the right. Oh, God. You got... The fact that you have four letters in the first name is correct. The guy on the left is Jeremy, 49, and works for... your garbage truck driver, Bobby. Sorry. And you're no, 49. Well, you know... The keeping keeping the world uh, a better place. You're welcome. <laughs> a cleaner place. Yeah. All right, Bobby. Yes. This was fun, my friend. Where can people find yeah, you? It was a good time. Lumberjacksmack.com. Uh, haven't been super active on there. Just with a lot of the shit that's been out, I haven't been super motivated to put some new stuff out. But that's going to come out this fall. Uh, you can find all my social happenings there. Nice. Uh, none of my commands are working, but you can find me as soon as I get back into focus here. There we go. Uh, you can find me at Hybrid Glass everywhere uh, on the socials. If you're interested in anything that we produce, this is part of the Nerdy Bits TV. Uh, this is part of the Nerdy Bits TV group. Uh, so we are over at nerdybits.com. Uh, you can watch uh, me. Uh, you can find my schedule over there at nerdybits.tv. Anything that we write. Uh, is over there at nerdybits dot or slash read, uh, and then all of our socials and everything. I don't remember the way those are, but they're all over there. Anyway, guys, this yeah. has been a fun uh, week. We will be back next week with our regular schedule. Should have a full lineup. Uh, I believe Sarge is going to be back next week. We know that Lubwub will be back from Comic Con, so we'll get a full debrief from him. I'm going to be playing uh, some Apex uh, after this, so I will be back in probably about five minutes. I'm uh, going to go to drink water, use the restroom. Uh, so hang out. Uh, if uh, Bobby, you're more than welcome to join as always. Uh, but uh, All right. I don't know uh, what you it's got Jeremy, going actually. Jeremy, sorry, Jeremy. I, I don't know if you got an early route to run tomorrow. Um, last question from Ace. What is your favorite fast food and soda? So I have the benefit. I don't drink soda, Ace. Uh, so I'd have to say unsweet nice tea there. Uh, and I have the benefit of living in Texas, so I have a Whataburger, uh, which is greater than everything on the planet. Um, so there's that. Uh, my favorite fast food is Raising Cane's chicken. Good choice. Uh, I like that a whole lot. Raising Cane's is good. Uh, cane sauce, man. Let me just mm-hmm. bathe in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like you. I do unsweet tea for the most part. Yep. Uh, if I am going to have a soda... Uh, I go between either a diet ginger ale or a Coke Zero with cherry. Nice. 
Nice. Yeah, the only time I have soda is if it also has whiskey in it. So, anyway. Yeah. All right, guys. Thanks for hanging out tonight. We'll be back here in a little bit. Uh, take care, and we are back. Later. Later.